Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. But of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Today, we get to learn more about the Association for Excellence in Education, also known as AEE. They're in partnership with the Tupelo's Public School District. As well, as well as Carver Elementary School, and they've got some good things to celebrate. Joining us is Stuart McMillan to sh- share a little more. Hey, Stuart. Good afternoon, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you for having me. So should I celebrate you turning 40 or the organization turning 40? <laughs> Great question. The organization turned 40 this year, so we are very grateful that AEE was founded in 1983 by a group of public school district supporters. So we are 40 years strong this year um, and have celebrated at our annual luncheon that took place on September 29th at Carver Elementary School, had the opportunity to to highlight some of the things over the last 40 years, um, such as giving back $3.4 million to the school district um, and supporting other innovative work and programs. So very grateful to be continuing that legacy um, we actually had six founding board members at that luncheon, so that was really special to to be there and have them see the impact 40 years um, down the line. Yeah, I mean, when you think about 40 years ago, someone seeing just the good that could come from having that kind of partnership or just sort of being very intentional with pouring back into the school, what that can do. And obviously, if it's working, then it sort of keeps on, keeps on going. So now, today, in 2023, Stuart, like, what is it the the core mission still sort of the same or how has it evolved should i say or stayed the same both over the last four decades great question so the the true mission of our work is to provide innovative programs to students from pre-k through 12th grade in the tupelo public school district so that has really stayed true um but how we expand and enhance the educational experience has evolved um we currently fund grants so Teachers in the Tupelo Public School District submit innovative proposals that our board and our community members read and review. Um, and we as a board fundraise and have over 150 individuals and organizations who give of their resources to be able to support the, these grants in action. Um, and we were thrilled to announce um, at the end of September that this year there will be 32 funded grants 
totaling over $112,000 to go back into the school district to support these innovative programs and ideas. So very grateful um, for that opportunity and that level of support for our teachers and for our students. And these are teachers who are having their own ideas, right? This isn't another Mm -hmm. program that's coming in sort of, you know, begging teachers to do or throwing on their table or, you know, adding to their their long list of things they need to get done. These are obviously things that individual um, teachers feel like should be done in their classroom. They want to do in their classroom. They have ideas about. And then Mm -hmm. you just get to come along and sort of help support in in the many different ways. So, Stuart, what are some of those? What are some of those innovative um, programs or projects that our teachers have submitted? What are they thinking about? What's going on in in their minds in terms of what they want to do extra in their classrooms? Great. Rebecca, I'd like to give two, like, shout-out examples of that this year. Um, the first being Rankin Elementary is a third through fifth grade school in our district that received the Founders Grant Award this year um, to teachers Lindsay Hester and Karen Barber, who came up with a grant proposal called Glowing Forward with Glowforge. Um, and uh, if you are not familiar with Glowforge, I hope that's one of your takeaways from today that you go look up. Glowforge at its core is a powerful laser technology that can cut and engrave Envision like a 3D printer, but much faster and expeditious um, that can be used to both enhance the educational experience, to allow kids to go through an engineering design process, to let's say we're learning about um, um, force and we're creating airplanes, and we're going to create those, and we're going to test out different iterations of that. So let's really, let's let's make learning fun and authentic and bring it to the classroom. Um, and that was an idea generated by these two teachers at Rankin, and our board liked it so much, and our funders liked it so much that we actually are proud to share Tupelo Public School District has four third through fifth grade schools, and we're actually funding a Glowforge and all the materials and technology at all four of those schools. That's awesome. So at Pierce Street, Lawhorn, Longdale, and Rankin. Um, and that is only made possible by the generous gifts of Regents Bank and the Eileen Gibbons family um, and our board and other donors bringing that project to fruition. Um, So you'll see that Glowforge technology in four schools, all third through fifth graders in the Tupelo Public School District being impacted. That's really neat. That's really cool. That also goes to show that you've got a committed board who recognizes what's good for one school is going to be good for all of them. You know, I'm sure not every project ends up that way where the the goodness is spread um, that way, but kudos to them to recognize, hey, you know, all of our elementary kids should have have the opportunity for this technology or sort of this experience and then to make that um, happen. You mentioned you had another one, Stuart. Is it as cool as that one? It is. It is just as cool. Uh, it's not a little bit cooler just from one of the, the, the accolades that it's receiving. Um, the second grant is switching to the secondary level. Um, we have an extraordinary educator, Sally Beth McCullough, who had done some work and learned about the Hollow Sands Quiet Pixel augmented reality table and i know those are some big words let's envision it's a really fancy sand table that allows individuals and students to learn about topography valleys mountains volcanoes rivers to see the effects of water evaporation weather volcanoes human impact 
Um, and right now, that technology is in seven museums um, from as close here in Mississippi as Decatur, Alabama, and as far away as Kiev, Ukraine. Um, but there is not currently that technology in any school district in, in the country or in the world. Um, and Ms. McCullough saw that technology teaches Earth and Space Science thought about how this could be used for her classroom, for other classrooms at Tupelo High School, for classrooms at Tupelo Middle School. And she said, you know what? Our kids should have access to this type of technology and resource to make it more hands-on, to make it more engaging. And she wrote a grant, and our board loved it and did the research. And the Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA, have to give a lot of credit to them. They are helping to fund this project. So we will have the first ever Hollow Sands Quiet Pixel augmented reality sand table in a school district in the country at Tupelo High School this year. That's cool. I <laughs> know. That's really cool. So, yeah, it is just as cool, if not cooler. I like both of them. I'm pretty partial to both the Glowforge and the Hollow Sands Quiet Pixel table. So these are pretty big ideas, right, mm-hmm. Stuart? And and the one thing there's two, and then there, I'm sure there's some of the some others that doesn't cost as much money or are mm-hmm. aren't as you know complicated or you know I guess um, a big deal is sort of technology. I'm sure some of the projects mm-hmm. or the grants are much smaller, but this is what your teachers can come up with when you give them creative freedom or at least the, uh, right. an avenue in which to ask for you know whatever it is that they want or need to sort of help with their education in the classroom and they may or may not get it right but like they know what's out there they you know the good ones do and the good ones know what could be done in the classroom with the right sort of resources and so to me I think this is a great model for other districts or you know other schools to sort of think about now I know that the AE has been building these relationships within the community for over 40 years but can this type of you know partnership work in other and other parts of the state? Definitely. And and that's one thing. I, I'd have to give a shout out to Create is, is a community foundation in Mississippi. And there are multiple other, other community foundations. And I've actually been in communication with Meridian and the school district there and the community foundation there. They have already started the process of setting up an AEE there. Um, and I think this is definitely a model that is replicable, um, that you don't have to start out given $100,000 in grants. I mean, that isn't what AEE started out as originally. But how do you think about partnering with a community foundation or a nonprofit that already exists that might align and supporting your school districts in your area? And how do you figure out a way to fund innovative grants and we are more than happy to be a partner Um, I've shared our grant timeline and process and um, it's definitely not a a magic bullet you need the people and the capacity to implement um, but we are happy to share and would love to see this model and concept spread to multiple school districts across the state of Mississippi well Stuart congratulations on 40 years not you but the organization I'm sure you'll be around (laughs) with them for another 40 if if you can hang in there but you stick, um, you keep up with us. I want to hear more about what comes out of these different grants and all that, but I appreciate your time today. Definitely. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for having us. It's always a pleasure um, and hope that as a final charge, if you're listening to this today and you have a way that you can partner with your local school district, I hope that you'll think about ways to support your teachers and your students. They are truly our greatest asset. All right, stick with us. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can also find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Don't forget too, you got Hardy and Lainey Wilson. They are coming to Mississippi. I think it's December, the early December, third or ninth, this coming to mind, one of those days. And Supertalk Mississippi is giving you a chance to see them live. Winners. Night. Ninth. Look, I got it right. Second time. So if you get there the third, you'll be early, but you won't be late. But it's December the 9th. And winners are going to get a pair of tickets to the show. Plus, you'll get a limo ride to and from the concert. That'll be fun. A night stay at the Beau Rivage. That'll be fun. Here's the best part, though. If you haven't heard, we're giving you a guitar autographed by Hardy himself, which is pretty cool. So if you want to register, you've got to go to one of our registration boxes that is located throughout the state. You can just find one. You fill out the information, drop it in a bucket, and then we do a drawing, and then boom, you won. No news is bad news because then you didn't win, but that's okay. You have to be in it to win it, and you must be 21 years or older to enter. If you're wondering where are the registration boxes near me, glad you asked. Go to supertalk.fm slash hardy for all the information you would like on that. Um, again, must be 21 years to enter. Rano, do you ever see a headline? and you think i gotta see it to believe it every single day <laughs> and then there's probably some you're like i don't want to see it to believe it i mean there's some i get to have i get done with the article i'm going yeah i'm gonna need somebody else to say this same thing i'm still not gonna believe it no. <laughs> we could probably do a whole segment every day of the week on just what they did what it says what uh, for sure. Absolutely for sure. You could fill up an hour with that. But this is one where, okay, it's it. they broke a world record, but it's an animal this time. All right. Can you imagine a Holstein steer in your mind? Not, sure. Not as a steak, not as a hammer. <laughs> the actual animal, right? Like uh. roaming free, enjoying, the, you know, some leisure time out. Okay. How tall do you think the average Holstein steer is? Do they even measure it the same way we measure stuff? Because it's like horses, no, they measure it no in idea. hands. No idea. I have no idea what the conversion is. So, if, okay, let's let's make it easier for you. If you were standing next to a Holstein steer, like by its head, where do you do you think you would be taller than the head? Probably, but not by much. But not by much. Okay. So, what do you think? How tall do you think it would take to get to the world's tallest Holstein steer? Maybe I am more shocked by this. Uh, if it's that picture that's been going around of the gigantic cow, yes, it's probably like seven feet tall. Not quite, but six feet three inches. So my husband that's is six two. That's a big old two. cow. That my husband is six is six two, and so to think, and so I, you know, and to know, I've seen him with cows, and so know kind of where they fought. Like to know, so it's not just about the head getting there. So now the whole body of the cow has to be elevated in terms of size to get. 
for it to be six foot three inches tall. So I don't know how tall you are. I am not. So that would be a foot. <laughs> I'm a whopping not. I'm feet. a whopping not feet. I'm a whopping not six foot three inches tall. So I mean, this cow would be towering over me, um, and most most individuals. Monster moo. Monster moo. But his name is Romeo. And he is a rescue and has found his way to an Oregon animal sanctuary. The Welcome Home Animal Sanctuary in Oregon said they decided to seek a Guinness World Records when he came walking through the through the gates after hearing about the current record holder is six foot one inches. His name is Tommy. I just appreciate this. So Romeo is going after Tommy to be the tallest um I guess steer. You'd have to. You'd have to be specific. Holstein steer, because I don't think it's just. Can't say just cow. Right. So the founder and operator of the, the sanctuary. Cow get mad at you. That is true. Said six year old. He's six years old. So I guess he's. You know, he grew fast. Romeo has lived in the facility since he was rescued from a a veal crate at a dairy. He will lay past veal. I mean, isn't veal young? Yeah. <laughs> so he's been in that crate for a while. Um, at the age uh, he was put in there, which is really a sad part. He was Anyway, he got rescued. Let's just put it that way. I don't think he's going to wind up on anybody's plate anytime soon. He's probably become, you know. Uh, well, With a name a like Romeo and a size like that, yeah, he's not making it onto the plate anytime soon. No, but could you imagine driving down? He's worth a lot more being Romeo. He's worth a lot more being Romeo. No. Gosh, poor cow. Poor Miss Cow. But more snakes of, down the line. Don't they do a lot of artificial insemination these days? Yeah. Okay, good. That's just, it's a big cow. If you haven't seen it, it's a really big cow. I'll put it in the, we'll put it in the Good Things Facebook group so you can gawk at the fact that it's a six foot three inch cow. And then if you're going to feed the cows this afternoon, maybe you're on the tractor now going around putting out the afternoon hay or checking on your herd. You would know who the six foot tall one is. Riding around the tractor and he's up to here. <laughs> well, it's like when you, it happens every, especially like that middle school age of sports or or right at the end of elementary, like fifth grade, and you look out over sports and there's always that one kid that just hit their growth spurt a little earlier than everybody else. And there's always the parents in the stands or the cohort. It's like, you need to check that kid's birth certificate. There's no way they're in the fifth grade or sixth grade or, or whatever it may be. They look like a high schooler out there playing. Oh, yeah. I played soccer against a kid. I had to have been 12 and under. And nobody believed he was 12 and under because it looked like he had to shave. But yeah, that he, would be he Romeo. Just did a growth spurt. But Romeo does look pretty. He's he's a good looking, six foot tall, three inch Holstein steer. I feel like that is the making of a Tinder profile. <laughs> Calendar. <laughs> or, or like you know, starting with your dating app. Like I am a six foot tall, three inches Holstein steer. Swipe right for Romeo. My name is Romeo. Moo. <laughs> But you better be a beefy person yourself if you're going to stand next to him and think you're going to be the star of the the photo because Holstein definitely holds his own um, in that way. But anyway, fun. Yes, it's real cool thing to sort of look at. It's also real that we're coming up on Halloween and you may be wondering what to dress up as. You could always dress up as Romeo if you're six foot three. You literally could be Romeo if you want to dress up like a cow, I guess. I hear you could keep that costume and get something free from Chick-fil-A every once in a while. 
Oh, really? Can you do that? But that's... It's on cow day, yeah. But if you show up dressed like a cow, you get free stuff. Do you? Oh, yeah. I've never tried that. I've never tried that. <laughs> Let me go dust off my cow costume and head to Chick-fil-A. Is that like a real thing? So if you walk in there, do you have to have the whole thing on? Yeah, it's Cow Appreciation Day. When is it? Uh, it's usually in July or June or somewhere like that, in the middle of the summer. But yeah, if you show up even having attempted, it's Chick-fil-A, come on. They're, they're going to put their best foot forward. So if you've got a white t-shirt that you use Sharpie to put big, big, big black splotches on, that's a cow costume. I'm getting tickled with the text line. You guys are the best. Talking about our Romeo being a Tinder profile. Someone said Tinder steaks. <laughs> and then someone said put him on Dan and Hattiesburg Farmers Only .com. Would be a good place to <laughs> to use that as your, as your dating profile. I wouldn't know anything about that. But I would assume you need to at least fit the description if you're going to use Romeo's anthropometrics to get you that get you a get you a mate but anyway in that way favorite halloween costume you ever had growing up hmm that's a tough one cuz i did like being chipper jones one year but i think that was just cuz i enjoyed having a full braves uniform but i think i'd have to go with dracula what year I got the damn fourth, fifth grade, somewhere around there. Went to a, a house party in the little neighborhood I grew up in. And mom spent like an hour, hour and a half making sure my, my face was pale white. And I had like the little widow's peak. And I had the fangs and the cape. And there was this one kid that was there that was terrified of me, even though I tried to stay away from him. But I got in trouble for scaring the kid. So that memory just sticks with me to dracula yeah that's yours rainbow bright there you go my mom made it my mom made the whole thing i'll find a picture of it um and i just that was like the best thing i was probably around the same where i was probably a little bit younger than that maybe second third grade but it was the best like i just remember that it was the best thing and there's a photo too of like i feel like everybody who were 80s babies or younger the, the limp that was limited in what you were going to be oh, yeah. like the the options were not what they are today and i feel like we all went through a pumpkin year where you got shoved into some or a bumblebee felt thing with paper shoved in it with black tights and the little top that had the little whatever for the for the spigot or whatever you call it and the look on my face tells you everything you need to know about what i thought about being a pumpkin <laughs> what i thought about being a pumpkin that year all right stick with us let us know your favorite halloween costume of all time that you personally wore 601-879-4395 more coming up next Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Help but think of Romy Michelle's high school reunion every time I hear this song runner. 
Talk about terrible high school. I mean, Halloween costumes is when that movie hit and people came out dressed as that. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can uh, stream us live over at supertalk.fm. We're also on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. If you haven't gotten your Halloween costume yet, you better get out and do that. It's right around the corner. And who knows, we may have snow here in Mississippi for Halloween. Probably not, but at least it's getting a lot of chatter and we're thinking about the day. So they have put out Google releases, the top Halloween uh, costumes, at least in terms of searches. So it's not necessarily the purchase costumes. It's just at least the ones people are looking for. Now you can probably pick um, the one that's probably at the top. You got Barbie, Princess, Spider-Man. But then you got some that are like hanging in there from like every year that sort of stays at the top of the list. A witch, which is pretty simple. A fairy, which, you know, it's basically a good witch, really, is all it is, with wings. Wednesday Adams. It's she, a witch with glitter. It's a witch with glitter. Like, let's be real. Um, Wednesday Adams has really kind of stayed the course of like being she's more relevant now or the Adams family came back i think um what was it last last year yeah with the, the wednesday Wednesdays, show or the show or what or whatnot but i feel like she is one that you see every year kind of to a certain extent or the adams family yeah somebody from the adams family a dinosaur a cowboy a ninja and a bunny those are imagine a cowboy a ninja and a bunny walked into a bar <laughs> must be halloween it must, it must be it must be um halloween so the top couples costume searches obviously no um surprise here would be barbie and ken i'm like really don't you can overplay that then i feel like if you wait wait wait, wait. he's kenuff <laughs> i feel like if you're gonna do that then you need to be you take a step further and be one of the one of the Barbies with one of the, you know, like the outfits. Like it doesn't need to just be original Barbie, original Ken. You need to, you know, take it, take it a level. I you kind of like. have to look like Ryan Gosling to pull off the whole fur outfit, Ken, though. But I can pretty much guarantee you that's going to be a popular Halloween costume. Yes. It's him with the headband and the, the white furry vest. Which. You know, could go Might right be in a with a little chilly. This uh. go right in there with Bunny. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Okay, Barbie and Ken, Mario and Luigi. I feel like I've that, been Mario before. Have for Halloween. you? I feel like that one too has kind of stood the test of time. Both of them, especially as like pairs. Obviously, it's getting a pickup this year because of the of the movie. I, I'm surprised though. Princess Peach didn't make it um, on the list for little girls because she. I mean. That was like her first introduction to a lot of little girls as being not just the maiden on the game that gets, or I the guess, damsel she, in distress. or the damsel in distress. And I guess in Mario Kart, she's an actual character too. But she's a, like, that's the first time you kind of like humanized her, is not the right way, words, but like made her somebody that you could want to dress like or sort she of. She became be. a playable character. Yes, that's the words that I was looking for. So I'm sad to see her not on this list. Bonnie and Clyde made the list of top couples costume searches, which I think is kind of creative. Would you would you know who they were if they want? See, I feel like that's like if I have to ask you who you are, then your costume, not that it didn't work, but it didn't work. I mean, don't you want folks to like? Yeah, but if you see a, a guy wearing a dapper suit and a bowler hat and a girl wearing a flapper dress from the 20s and they're carrying pistols right bonnie and clyde 
or I guess bank bags. Just make sure that there are not identified ones and twenties in there. I don't know hundreds. Then I, that would probably give it away. Who is Cosmo and Wanda? I don't know that. I don't know that couple. Cosmo and Wanda. Why is that not ringing a bell? I don't know. But the other one is Lilo and Stitch, which I feel like those two are kind of like... Cosmo and Wanda are from the Fairly Odd Parents. Well, you're going to have to wear name tags if you want me to guess who I think those are. are just excuses to have brightly colored hair because Cosmo has green hair and looks like Wanda has bright pink hair. Well, teach his own. But I think it's neat. Someone on the text line said they went as a different crayons. I can't remind me. Let me see. Ooh. Yeah, John and Madison, wife and I dressed up as red and blue crayons and took new baby to a party as a purple crayon. Well, I think that's really cute. They do have family costumes here, too. The Adams family, obviously. You got to put a lot of effort into that if you're going to be that, like if you're the whole family. Toy Story, if you want to go as a whole family. And kudos to people who have the time, energy, and imagination to get your whole family of like four or five or even three and all go as like something. I think that's really cool, like to put that kind of energy into it. Um, Mario, the Flintstones. And then Monsters Inc. I think I've always considered being one. Fred Flintstone. Oh, you'd make a great it'd, one. It'd be perfect. You just got the big orange shirt thing. Someone said Raggedy Ann and A and D. Bonnie was very small but carried a very large machine gun. Didn't she have a BAR? What is that? It's a fully auto thirty alt six. Oh. So a hunting rifle that when you pull the trigger it just keeps going. She meant business. Yeah. That's why it didn't end very well for them. But at least they loved each other till death did them part. Baby Lucas in Union says, me and my wife are going as chips and salsa. My daughter will be queso because she's in love with it. I love, I love that. I do. I love when families can sort of figure out the different ways of doing things. Um, and just having like the little bit of fun with it to me. Uh, is a lot of fun, like putting the energy in, into doing it and then going out and making those memories. I think it's it's sweet. Look, I do good to get the two their costumes, much less think about everything else that's going on in the house. My brother was smaller than me when we were nine or ten, so he got on my shoulders and put on a really long black coat with a fake beard and went door to door. I stuck my bucket through. The buttonholes didn't last long. I got tired and we had to Regroup. I think that's every little kid's dream is to be able to do the whole two kids in a trench coat acting like an adult at least once in their life. Do you remember? I would have been maybe more of the 70s. Then I don't remember. It. Early 80s. I know, but you would remember stories of it when the I so like when you think about like all these elaborate costumes and they really can put unintentional pressure on parents, specifically those that try to keep up. But it used to be you would go to, like, the Wally World or the Dollar Store or whatever it was, and you had the plastic face coverings, oh, yeah. and then it was like a cape, maybe, and that was, like, it. And that's what or everybody... like a thin plastic onesie that never really fit anybody. But they, but it was, you know, cost your parents probably five bucks, which I know that was an investment 30 or 40 years ago. It was still an investment in some degree, but... You would have the, the best. little flimsy rubber band on yeah, it with the snap little about three houses in. Uh huh. 
but you had the best like you still went out and sort of had the best time or they were all like homemade get them ups like it, there there was a clown i mean not a cl- there was a clown in every group there was a uh, a ghost in every group there was the pumpkin in every group there was the cowboy in every group there's the cat in every group because those things are just like you you know you may not be the best looking one but you've got those in your closet to some just like everyone listening can go into their home right now and come out as something you can come out as a tin man you you know you gonna spend thirty dollars in precious tinfoil these days <laughs> you can come out as something it may not be as creative or as elaborate but you know that's how mario and luigi happened me and my buddy in college we both had overalls i had a red shirt and he had a green shirt so all we had to do is go find white gloves and matching hats that matched our color and then drew the m and the l on it one of my favorite stories, though, I think it was a few years ago before the Queen passed, when the little girl dressed up like the Queen and had her, what kind of dog did she have? Corgis. Corgis. She had the pearls and everything, and she was from America and sent the photo to the Queen, and the Queen responded to her. But she looked like a mini little Queen. It was, uh, I, that one, that one's always, it always ends up getting repurposed or re-whatever around this time. My favorite Halli- ha- ha- Halloween meme is the the family where it's all girls and the dad mm-hmm. and they all dress like witches and the dad has the man witch can outfit that's cute the mummy you could t- yes you need no you could go well in the during the pandemic that would have been a very that was a very expensive, expensive costume at one very, point in time. it was a very you would have you to were re- showing off you were showing off or you were repurposing it one of the two <laughs> Look what I can wear. I can wear TP. <laughs> but yes, in theory, all it takes is a roll of toilet paper and you can have a, a Halloween costume for sure. I love these great Halloween hacks. Keep them coming. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can listen to us. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And we hope you always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can join the conversation over on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, gearing you up and getting you ready for Halloween with good costume ideas. Uh, the one that texted in about the mummy said they bought $200 worth of galls and put about half in muddy water and then let it dry to have that kind of old look. Now, you are flaunting 
something if you're doing the mummy and galls. I was thinking just good old toilet paper and sort of roll around. But you you want that costume to last. That authentic look. That sort of authentic look. Um, authentic mummy look. And then Jared says they will be doing Harry and Marv from the Home Alone Um which I think is would be a lot of fun too. Like when you, th- I think I could figure that one out um, in that way. Uh, be, when you walk in and sort of see the the uniqueness of it, do you think you would get that? If you had to go as a couple, did you ever like? Would you ever go as a couple? Like, did y'all ever <laughs> go as the as a couple? Uh, I can't say I've ever done a couple's costume. Well, we'll just have to fix that. <laughs> You can buy you can buy a lot of strange things, by the way. Like, I mean, some of them you're getting out of your closet. But you have Bob Ross, and then, like, you go as Bob Ross, and then the chick goes as, like, a painting. Like, one of the paintings. The happy little tree, or whatever. But I think Bob Ross would be a cute, com- uh, cute costume. You have Forrest Gump and Jenny. But which version of Jenny do you do? And which version of Forrest Gump? You could literally have multiple different versions the same characters but they need to agree on where they were in the movie right like yeah you couldn't have bearded running with the poncho forest and hippy dippy jenny that wouldn't work no that was at two totally different two totally different times you got buddy the elf and then what's her name the other elf the lady i've seen the movie one time it came out during a point in time where I had just had enough of Will Ferrell. That's fair. You can... I saw... I know it's off topic, but I saw him. He went back and gave his commencement speech to, I guess, his college or maybe his high school. can't remember. His poor children were in the audience. I mean, he embarrassed the shenanigans out of them. <laughs> and I thought, this must be what it's like living at home with him. That would be awful, in my opinion. I mean, you can be funny and then you can be obnoxious. And there's a... It's a real fine line between, you know, between the two in that way. Speaking of movies, though, I mean, we are coming up on the holidays. It is around around the corner. We always talk about what holi- what movies we watch during the holidays. Is there a Halloween movie that you're like, or this time of like spooky that you m- make sure to watch or just want to watch? Or if it's own, you're going to stop and watch it? I mean, if the original Halloween is own, I'm probably going to stop and watch that. Don't even really care for the movie, but it's just one of those where it's it's kind of like before they ran the 24 hours at Christmas of a Christmas story. Before they started doing that, that was a hey, it's on. Let's watch it. It's Christmas time because it mm-hmm. felt like a unique opportunity. It's not often that they have that particular movie on TV until they started doing 24 hours. Same goes with the original Halloween, like. It's the only time of the year you're going to see that movie on TV. You will start seeing, like, the original Friday the 13th pop up. You'll see the original uh, Freddy Krueger's pop up or Jason's pop up. They're usually on your – Do they? I wonder if they ever run those on the streaming platforms. I've never – I wouldn't do that. So for me, older movies like that, those they're nostalgia movies, I need to find them on the TNT's, yeah. TBS's, That's the channel surfing movies. sci-fi network or whatever that you're surfing through, and you're like, huh, well, look at there. And then you kind of get lost in it, and then you're probably not going to sit down and watch the whole thing. You get up and sort well, of Well, when around. you do that, when you're, when you're just flipping through channels and happen upon a movie, especially when it's an older movie with a little bit slower pacing, 
you get to skip that first 15, 20, 30 minutes of the movie that's boring anyways. This is true. Aaron and Meridian said Casper. Oh, I forgot about Casper. Hocus Pocus. And then A Nightmare Before Christmas. And then Die Hard. That is a holiday movie, but I guess you can watch it. You watch it whenever, whenever you want to. You get ready for the holiday season by watching it now. I don't have one, I don't think, this time of year that I just look for. Um, Charlie Brown's Great Pumpkin. What do you call it? No. Great Pumpkin Charlie Yes. Brown. But now you can't see it on TV anymore. They took it away and put it on streaming. I don't even know which platform it's streaming, but that was always a family tradition that you would watch the Charlie Brown Great Pumpkin it's something. I'm missing a word. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That's it? I think that's the title. <laughs> so I had it right and didn't know it? I think so. <laughs> Ever since I started watching One Piece, there's a whole arc in that story that's kind of spooky in Halloween. So I, I'll probably wind up watching that, too. Aaron and Meridian remind us it's on, it's on Apple. I don't have that. I'm not getting it. <laughs> anyway, it's the a pirate's life for me. <laughs> And dang it, I draw a line somewhere. All right, stick with me. Stick with us. Stick with Super Talk. You got Sports Talk coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. Uh, we've got more for you there. Uh, Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.